0: Brandon Brands. Yo, what is going on everybody? It's your boy Marshall live. And I am here with Brandon from Brands on Brands on Brands. Check it out. If you want to build a brand that not only matters, but puts money in your pocket, you're going to want to subscribe to my boys' podcast. Brands on Brands on Brands right now. Go do it. Go now. Get it.
1: In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed and the only constant is change how do you build a brand that matters welcome to brands on brands on brands a home for those who think different and push their boundaries this is where branding that matters lives now here's your host brandon burkmeyer hey 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 everyone welcome to the show Another great week here as we talk to Marshall Gillen, a.k.a. Marshall Live with Brandon Brands. If you don't know him, he's an inspirational speaker, a lifestyle entrepreneur, author. And on top of that, he helps people figure out how to use their story to become a top paid speaker. I know a lot of you wanna know how to do that. So I hope you listen and get that value. We also talk about how to build community Uh, We talk about social media, brand positioning, and how he found his purpose, how he turned his mess into his message. I love that. And how he helps other people do the same thing. Lots of value for you today. Check it out. Hope you enjoy it. Brandon, Let's get into it. Today we have with us Marshall Gillen. First off, before anything else, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. Really excited that you're here with me.
0: Thank you so much for having me here, dude. It's an incredible honor. And I hope all of you listening are ready for something awesome today because you're in store for a good one.
1: And I, and I don't think he's lying here because there's a little background here. So I met Marshall at, at a mastermind retreat and we'll get into his background, but we were in Thailand, which is a, a funny place to meet someone for the first time. Uh, and we met some some amazing people. We were there for with amazing entrepreneurs and thought leaders in a small group of 24 people that got to work together, moving our businesses forward. And what I didn't expect was some of the, like the real emotional, transformational conversations we'd all have while we were there. And I'd say one of the catalysts for that happening, especially for me, was you, was Marshall Gillen and your willingness to be real, to tell your story. And I didn't know anything about you. I didn't know you from anyone at that point. And it turns out your gift uh, is also connected to your business. You've spent some time helping others find their voices and becoming top paid speakers. Maybe you could tell me a little bit more about why speaking, like how that came into your life and how, uh, why that's so important to your business overall.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, man, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that. that it's an, I'm incredibly humbled to know that anything that I could do or say could you know influence a, a father and a husband uh, and a friend like you? So it's very very cool. And I think that the takeaway from that is for anybody listening to this who knows Brandon understands what entrepreneurship is like. You guys know how lonely this can be, and I know that a lot of what you know I have found is that there's a lot of people not saying the things that need to be said, right? And so you know I I tried to kill myself when I was 23, and so for me I always had those thoughts, you know, when I was younger. And so now as an adult, a lot of those limitations from that attempted suicide and from my childhood were never really resolved. And however, I started to find success in business, but I carried a lot of those limitations over into what I was doing. And so I wasn't really happy. And so how did I arrive at Top Paid Speaking? Well, I kind of just got fed up with everything. I was like, why is nobody having the conversations that need to be said? And I really set out on this journey. I was like, oh, I'm I'm, going to make vulnerability sexy again, right? And uh, it's kind of tongue in cheek. But really, that's what I've been set out to do. And I've just got this overwhelming response the last year specifically while building this brand just from being vulnerable, just from being the guy to stand up and go, hey, I effed this up and I'm willing to talk about it first. And people go, oh my God, like me too. And uh, all of a sudden you realize that no matter what your money, how much, what your net worth is, no matter where you come from, no matter what you do, you start to realize like, oh wow, we're all like exactly the same. And so for me, that was all fine and dandy. Cool, Marshall. Like, way to go out there and motivate them, sport. But I wasn't getting paid, right? That's the thing that I find a lot of heart-driven entrepreneurs or impact-driven entrepreneurs struggle with is they're trying to build it. And I know that you know this, too, especially, on, you know, folks on brands. These people, they, they want to build these brands, but they, they have this skill set, the business. And they have this backstory that they want to talk about, but they're, oh, I can't connect it the two. They're not connected like Marshall. What do I do? And I'm like, Dude, it's, not that, it's not that hard. Just be the guy or the gal that stands up first, tell your what you're going through and people will rally around that. And on the back and they'll go, oh, Brandon, what do you do? Like, oh, and you build brands? Well, heck man, like I need a brand. Like maybe we can work together and that's it. And that's what being a top paid speaker is. People are like, Oh, dude, like I've always wanted to get paid to speak. Like, how do you book talks? I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to teach that. I don't book talks. I don't, I'm not a fee paid speaker. I teach people how to use their story and become a top paid speaker, the art of communication.
1: Well, and what's funny is a lot of entrepreneurs out there, to your point, may think, that, you know, or may have tried to keep their personal story and their business separate. But I think there are a lot of businesses these days, especially that realize that there's value in connecting the two things or that they don't have a choice that they might be like they are the business, like if they're an accountant, a lawyer, uh, you know, any service business at all, or a one man show, you know, they, they are t- most of the, especially if you're starting, the people are buying you, not necessarily the thing you're selling. So figuring out, you know, how you tell your story and the story of your business together is super important. So
0: oh yeah. I think it's a must. I mean, literally, like, think about it. like It has to be a must these days. And you come from uh, a more of a corporate background, right? So traditionally, the outlets of which we can consume media through or, or be advertised through was very limited, right? It's like radio and television and the Goodyear blimp or people like pulling the like, billboards, right? And then also the internet came around as like, okay, cool, banner ads and all this stuff. But now we have such an intimate look into everything, into everybody's life, that you can no longer market people the way you could traditionally, because I think by and large, we still live in a very like, Hey, how are you doing today, Brandon? Oh, hey, how are you doing today, Marshall? Kind of world. That's not this big macro thing that the, that TV and radio used to be able to position themselves as like this authority. And then we're all down here, it's like, hey, what's going on? Nowadays everybody's like connected to the point where it's just very conversational. And so if you haven't built a brand or if you're trying to keep your business segregated from your life, you're going to come across as inauthentic. Like nobody's going to believe you because that's not, people aren't, we don't operate on a macro level like this. We're just day to day. And so I think that people who are building brands, especially if they're coming from a traditional sense of marketing, I'm 34. So I'm just on that cusp of like, uh, I've had it both ways. And I just realized that, hey, it's really one in the same. If I could tell a story about anything, I'm trying to find something random, like this random, like, Earbud piece that fell off my headphone. Right, like I could be like, man, I was on a call the other day and I was staring at this random thing and it reminded me of how I used to feel when I was all alone in school and what that meant to me as an adult. But now that I figured it out. I've been able to build this business, helping people travel the world and make lots of money speaking. Like you can tell stories about anything and relate it back to your business. If you're just willing to uh, get vulnerable about the things that you've been through.
1: I think that's. I think that's hopefully an important lesson that people will start to figure out today. Is you know, I think there's a lot of the conversation of why, and that, I think that's really daunting. Like finding your why is daunting, but I think there's a, a like a precursor to that, which is just about understanding like what your voice, and that was something I had to experience too. How did you go about? Like, when did you start to discover like your voice in general, like your perspective on things before you found like your your bigger purpose?
0: Yeah, that's an excellent question. And so for me, I was a bartender for 13 years. And I was in the service industry for even a little bit longer than that. Being a bartender taught me everything about entrepreneurship, about communication, about learning how to speak. And, I, and I'm being serious. You know, I, I used to. I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere. My stepdad was a butthole. He used to call me the worst things in the entire world. Uh, He's just the most worthless piece of yada yada, Marshall, and this and that. And so, you know, I grew up with these limitations of not thinking I was good enough to do anything. And so, me being very outgoing. People would always tell me, too, like, yo, quiet down. Like, you're a lot. Like, you did Marshall. And so for the longest time, one of the things I hated the most about myself was my energy. I imagine that, Brandon. I imagined, like, I hated my energy. The thing that people now think is so infectious and people are like, man, I want more of that. I used to put try to stifle it because I was taught that I had to. And so I never had any self-worth. And because I was, I, I excelled at everything in high school, I, I everything, you know, prom, king, team captain, class president, all for you all these things, right? But I would come home just to be reminded that I'm a worthless piece of crap. And so by the time I left school, it was calculated in my head that no matter how much success I had out there, I'm always going to be worthless in here. And so I never went for any of the jobs that I, I should have. Everything that was hard, I stopped. I, dr- I had a full academic ride to college. I quit. And that just became the pattern of my life. And so I ended up working a, very, a bunch of very hard jobs throughout my 20s. Because I was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and um, I made life really, really hard on myself. So by the time that I got into bartending, I was acutely aware that I have done a lot harder things for a lot less money. Now I didn't know at the time that that was called gratitude. I literally had no idea. I mean, I didn't have any. I had no idea. But it's interesting when I look back because the first time in my life that things started to go a little bit well for me was when I stopped bitching and moaning about everything that was going wrong, and I just had a little bit of gratitude for what I did have. And I used to, people would come in to the bar and they would sit down. I had the awesome bar, you know, I worked all kinds of bars and they'd be like, wow, you're in such a good day, a good, good mood today. And if anybody's not listening or a bartender or even is in anything, right? You have these, I have like same 25 lines. And because I live in San Diego, the clientele is always rotating. I would always always have like same 25 lines for everything. So people that work with me are just like, God, not again. And so uh, for that question is what I just told you guys, people are like, oh, you're in a good mood today. Yeah, man, because I've done a lot harder work for a lot less money. Oh, hey, what are you drinking? And I started to realize that having that gratitude just made me feel better. What that allowed me to do is because I felt a little bit better, I decided to give myself just a little bit of slack. Crazy how that works. I found a little bit of happiness. Okay, so I eased up on myself a little bit. And when I did that, what I started to see is that what people really loved about me in the bar was that easygoing, fun energy that I created. And I go, oh, they're after an experience. And I was like, wow, okay. So I said, so what people are really paying me for is an experience. And that's when I realized that people can buy a Bud Light anywhere, but they're gonna continue to come back and see me because of the experience that I create. That's when I started to really have gratitude for what I had an opportunity to do. Because I looked at the bar like a network marketing. I was like, they provide me all all of the products and services, I just show up and sell it. And so every day I came into work, I realized that my earning potential is directly proportionate to the experience that I can create for the people that come into my realm. So now without having any idea what I was doing or what I was creating, I was in this for years, just like bebopping around with gratitude and creating this energy and using my gift. People go, you're such a great bartender. I'm like, dude, I'm not a good bartender. I'm more like a game show host. Oh, ha, 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 ha right? you See, it's, that's one of the go-to lines. People laugh about that. And then one day after all these years of bartending, I, it was like Saturday night, it's like 10 o'clock at night and it's a shit show downtown San Diego. Saturday nights are the worst because it's just all the amateur 21-year-olds like, sorry, you guys, if you're 21. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not one of those people out there partying like that, but um, just a bunch of nonsense. And I remember like chaos. I was looking around and I just thought to myself, what am I doing here? I think I was like 30 at the time. I'm like, what am I doing here? And in that moment I said, what am I really good at that I can get paid for? And I was like, I'm good at talking. How can I get paid to talk? And I didn't know anything about speaking. I knew nothing. I knew nothing about entrepreneurship or mentorship at this point. I knew nothing, nothing. But I had a, a shortly after that night and shortly after my best friend had you know passed away, which is another story, but um, I came back to San Diego and I was like, man, what am I going to do with my life? And bro, I sat down, it was a Monday night. Actually, I actually have a, a story in this, a book I wrote about this. I, uh, it was Monday night. I was just working a regular shift and this guy came in and he's, I was really busy. He's watching me bebop around and do my game show host thing. And finally I get to him and he's like, bro, you should be a motivational speaker. And I'm like, Phew. I'm like, whatever, dude. Uh, what do you want to drink? He's like, no, I'm serious. I go, well, what do you do? He goes, I'm a motivational speaker. And it was in that moment for the first time in my life that I had that, that little idea. That's how I found speaking, dude. I just continued in. It. After that, I just dedicated myself every day to getting better. And not to sound like some pretentious like butthole, like it was a lot of work, but literally you guys like every single day it's scheduled in my in my schedule twice a day to set aside time to get better because I'm addicted to it. Because what I learned is that the only Thing stopping me from having legitimately anything, anything and everything that I want in life is me. And when I realized that I was the only thing holding me back, that meant that I was then fully in control of being the reason that I got to have everything, which meant that I only had to work hard, which I've done my entire life, but it gave me like this end result. And so I started this mission off like running, like, ooh, where's the finish line? I'm going to get success. But along this way, I've realized that like, Success is not something that's definite, right? Success is not final and failure is not fatal. So it's been a very interesting journey through speaking and this evolution that I've had to arrive to realize like, damn, I'm living my ideal life right now. I get to help people, I'm getting paid a bunch of money. I'm trading everything I want in life. I just have to be patient and let it all come to me. It's um, crazy. And
1: now thinking about some of the people you've, you've been working with or that you've helped along the way, Entrepreneurs that may relate to some of these stories that have been, like might be some of these customers that you've had or people that you've worked with. Maybe you have a story of someone you worked with that like what are some of that maybe it's a recurring theme that you've run across that is something that's keeping people from doing this or something they need to learn to be good at this or find you know what is like give like a real example of some people you've worked with along the way.
0: Well, it's it's interesting you say that, and it's uh, in full transparency, you know, Brandon and I. Um, when we talked about doing this podcast, he he was a little worried about what I was going to talk about. He's like, "Hey, can you still talk about top paid speaking? Because I'm actually going to be moving away from top paid speaking program in the a public a public eye." You guys, I don't know if this video will be seen, but there's you know, the silly banner over my shoulder, and I've created this whole entire thing about becoming a top paid speaker, and um, it's been amazing. Like, it's been amazing. It's I think it's been doing this for 18 months now. And my clients have earned like a combined like over $600,000 just from using this free system. Like the system is like, how do you make money speaking for free at events that you can't sell from? Right. And so I couldn't figure out how to get on stage. And once I did, I couldn't figure out how to get paid. And that's how this became a thing. And so over the last 18 months, I mean, I've worked with tons of people, dude, I've worked with famous people. I've worked with athletes. I've worked with just regular ass people. Like I have gotten to do the coolest Stuff being a farm boy from the middle of nowhere, Illinois, five time college dropout like, bro, it's been amazing. But the recurring theme in everybody I work with was not that they really needed help in becoming a speaker or that they really needed to make more money. What happened is I always ended up doing deep transformational work first, but not because I knew what I was doing, but just because my heart was called to it. And so, like, I'll hop on a phone and a uh, phone call and I would just reflect. I don't know how to explain, how to edify myself really, which is interesting because I've never thought about doing this before. But really, it's like um, one of the things that I'm really good at is helping people take a look at, at what they actually are and what they actually already have. And I'm really good at getting people to quickly appreciate that, to create a shift that allows them to transform into whatever was holding them back. And what I realized is that it has nothing to do with teaching people about how to make money from speaking. I just had such limitations in my life that I'm like, well, people won't buy that from me. But I've realized over the last 18 months, that's primarily what people are buying from me because they can go learn all the, t- the speaking stuff. I give all that content away for free for the most part if you follow me consistently enough. That's the one underlying theme. It's like, you know, I- I'll work with them. Um, I was okay, I worked with, I was working with this girl a, a couple of months ago, uh, 24 years old. She's making a, like $130,000 a month. She does uh, fulfillment by Amazon, Right. She's traveled everywhere. She wants to travel. She has all the things she wants to have. She's sitting in a house in Monterey all by herself now, with all the money in the world coming in, and she just hates life, right? And it's like, wow, why is that? And so for me, it's like I was on the phone call with her for I don't think like ten minutes, and all of a sudden she had realized this potential that she had to help other people, who other women who were just like her, change their life. And all of a sudden, all that money and all that credibility had meaning because now she understood she could use it as leverage, not to go out and get more stuff, but to help more people. And so like the one thing that I I keep finding, and I could have every single client, you know, like the guy that I, one of my NFL players, right? Like he was in the freaking NFL, you know what I mean? And he doesn't think that he has anything to talk about. He doesn't think that he's good enough. He doesn't think like all this craziness. And all it took me was like just a couple of minutes to like reflect back, like, yo bro, like, look at what you've done. You're like 000001 percent of like anybody that ever gets to do anything. Like imagine if the old, you got to know that this is possible. And he's like, Oh my God, you know, he's uh, since off on his big speaking career. And so it's just working with people and being willing uh, to put ego aside. That's the one thing you guys, that's, that's what it's gotta be. It's like, there's a time for ego for sure. But the reason that I keep winning is because I'm not afraid to immediately ask for feedback and then take action. Like I don't care. If I'm doing something bad, tell me immediately so I can clean that up. That's what I keep finding in my clients. I'm just like, I give them an opportunity to reflect back what they're actually creating and then I don't sugarcoat I tell them what they got to do and then they clean that up too. So,
1: I think a lot of us would admit that there's usually something sitting right in front of us that uh, we know is there, but we haven't admitted it or acknowledged it. And sometimes it just takes like the right environment or the right person to help pull it out of you so that you can see what, what's been there the whole time.
0: Yeah, it's incredibly valuable, man. Giving somebody that, that opportunity to go, wow, yeah. It's like almost like a second life. And I'm not like saying, oh, I'm, I, this is not me. Like this is my gift, but I'm not doing this. I'm just waking up and doing me. And this is my gift. Like, so whatever you guys believe is the God of your spirituality, my God is working through me and um, I think that if we're all willing to tune into the frequency and listen to the things and do the, the hard work on ourselves, removing those fear, well, removing those limitations and then pushing through the fears, you guys are going to uh, realize amazing things, but it's just so personal. Some of these things are so personal that you don't want to push them. It's uncomfortable. But like, think about it, dude, it, like if you believe in some kind of a God or a creator or a being right, look at everything, I'll, like uh, jumping into cold water. Like, you know, it's going to suck, but you do it and you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Or if you've ever been skydiving or bungee jumping, like that fear, but then you do it and you, you're screaming on the way down. Ah, oh my Hill real fast in a car or skydive. Fear is overcome. It's always met on the other side with joy and laughter. So why on even the most macro level, would it be any different? Why would your creator have put a little hiccup and this, like, this is how I and not to get all that too far off on a tangent. But this is how I think of death too, right? Like, why would death be any different if, if every single thing in my life and in my business that when I face the fear, I oh, I go on the other side. every single thing is like goes, oh my god, that wasn't as bad as I thought, then why would death be any different? And so I'm on this thing. I'm like, everything is like literally the same. And overcoming a fear of speaking is the same as overcoming the fear of jumping into cold water or overcoming the fear of sharing your stories the same as overcoming the fear of like, I don't want to wear these, these green shoes, but I really like them. I just, I'm scared of what people will say, like whatever, like people, we, we overthink shit. And so I don't even know where we were going with this question. So I'll let you go now.
1: <laughs> no, that, no, I appreciate that. You, you were giving me some personal examples of, of stories of people you've worked with. And I think it's important because I, I think there's a lot of people that are, you know, they're taking this entrepreneurial road And especially if you have a business that is, it's all about, you know, you are the business. Uh, It is very personal. And I think in in figuring out how to tell the story of the business and possibly tell the story of yourself, you know, you do have these challenges of figuring out how to do that. And part of that is finding, you know, a way to, to be comfortable putting yourself out there. So when you talk about vulnerability, you know, that's one of the things that definitely spoke to me when I was out in Thailand was, you know, this idea that, man, if I'm going for it, if I'm really going for it. I have to commit to being truly authentic and telling people like actually what's going on with me and getting past that fear that comes with, with being vulnerable and then sharing those things and, and that pressure. And I think a lot of people could relate to that. And it's, I think something, sometimes you realize it just takes one other person that you trust, that you feel like you can talk to that stuff about, that you start to feel like you can open up. So I'm, I'm glad that people can't find it within their own communities. They can find someone like you or a different type of coach or whatever it is to help pull that out of them so that they have some place to put that energy and to, to find those, those best practices. So I, I think what you're doing is amazing with people.
0: I, I really appreciate that. I mean, if, uh, I, I don't know if you're, what we're moving on to, but like, there's a, a good question is, um, really easy for me. And so I'll share the question with the, the listeners. So if you guys, I mean, you guys get some value, if you guys are struggling with this as well, and so I know that most of the people that I work with, they truly do want to help people, but the reason that they can't help people or they stop or stop from helping people is because they're so focused on making the money. And so because you have to, you have to be able to support yourself, Marshall. Like you know. And so what I've found is when we stop focusing on the money, like you have a business skill, you have a tool, you have a screwdriver or you have a drill. They're both going to work. One is harder than the other. And so when you show up every day with your screwdriver, in your business and you're just talking about business and you're trying to force all this stuff like you're going to get it there but you're working a lot harder and so from the drill thing I figure out well I'm going to use this skill set to help people which is going to help my business and so what I'm saying is I always tell my clients to ask themselves one thing forget the money forget the business the business is just a tool that's it it's nothing more than that what you do with that tool is going to determine the work that gets done and so I say what is that one emotion or what is that one pain that you would take away in the world? If you may, if you could, like if there was one pain or emotion that you could make sure that nobody else ever had experienced again, what would it be? Like, how would you take that away? And that often becomes your message, your message. Right. And so when I think about what is that one pain that I would make sure that nobody ever had to feel again, I would make sure that there's no 13 year old boy sitting on the corner of his bed, hating his life because his stepfather told him he's a worthless piece of crap when in reality, he's awesome. And his stepfather just hated himself because he didn't know love because he never got it. It perpetuates, right? And I want to be able to live my life in a way that 13-year-old Marshall, 16-year-old Marshall, that 23-year-old Marshall doesn't try to kill himself. If I could do anything, it would make me to make sure that Marshall doesn't have to feel that pain because that pain was so unbearable. It hurts so bad that nobody deserves to feel that. And when I think about that, Brandon... I go, okay, well, now how can I use my tool to do that? And so when my clients focus on showing up in a way on their podcasts, in their videos, that keeps in mind, why am I really doing this? What pain am I really solving? You become authentic and vulnerable. And then when I cry, well, one, I'm just a big cry baby, but I'm not crying because because I'm trying to put on a show. I'm crying because I'm so connected to my story because it's my story. And it's so personal to me because I remember what it was like to feel like that. And I don't want anybody to ever feel like that. And so I try to live my life in a way that does that, that, that makes that space for people. And then my business is just my business on the back end. I get so much more business because I draw so many more people to me because it's so relatable and it's so real. And that's the difference. So I would say just asking yourself that one question is a really good start for a baseline or a foundation of what how can you make more money how can you have more impact how can you really drop into your alignment for your or your purpose
1: i think that's huge i think if people take time to sit there with that question and really sit in it and hopefully let that hit them then you know they might be able to to have some impact and if, i think that it's better when you can do it with the real person right in front of you because then you're you're a little you're held accountable for that but i think anyone can do it even if you have a business that doesn't seem like that that question makes sense for. I think if you dig deeper, you'll find that it does. For myself, even marketing seems like the kind of thing that helps nobody. You know, it's like you're selling stuff. But when I went out on my own, the, you know, I was trying to figure out what it is that I do as a business. But before that, I just said, I'm just going to start putting out content about branding and marketing. So I like talking about that kind of stuff. But even as you ask a question, the thing that pops into my head is mentorship and it comes from a real place like i didn't have a lot of that growing up i didn't have the role models that took me to that place that were entrepreneurs that had ambition i didn't have anyone that led me down that path and i look at what i've created around me just a month ago i started a community that is for people that are you know need mentorship in marketing because that was obvious but i took two extra steps i was like well you know what there's also people that have spent 15 years in corporate like I did that may start to feel irrelevant like I felt and they may want to know what to do next to help find their voice. So I immediately built a group around that and started talking about that. And then at the same time, I'm like, i got to go speak at colleges and practice that skill. But more, I want to connect with the community there and give them something to like, okay, how do you, when you leave this confusing, you know, this safe world of college and enter the confusing world of, of employment or whatever the next thing is, you feel like you don't have mentors or have anyone there that's there to help you after all your teachers are gone. So I started a community for that as well. Just we start a meetup for that. Yeah. So now I got to do that. So so I started these communities, not even realizing what I was doing. It was like building places that I could keep giving this this idea of mentorship, a place where I can use that as an outlet. Because all along I've been a coach. It's just it's been there the whole time. It's something I've always loved to do. It's why I I'm so invested in being a father. It's the same, it comes from the same place of not having some of that and just wanting to be there as someone's role model, as someone's mentor along the way. And I, you know, until you said this right now on the call, I didn't even think of that in those ways, but I think when, I think any business, if you dig into it, we are all human at our core and we have something there that is bigger than the job that we're doing.
0: Dude, hundred percent. Like you could be a notary public, like you'd be a notary. Like, I don't care what you do, but people can relate like Hey, what's going on guys? I just uh, walked out of uh, my office, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you, yes, like I get made fun of as a notary. Like, you know how much that sucks, but I truly believe that this is something you need. But I remember this is what I used to feel like in high school. And so I'm setting out on a mission to, uh, to take back my self-worth or, or whatever. Like you could turn like emotion is emotion. People we get caught up in the details of what we do But at the end of the day, if you're depressed and I'm depressed, we both know what it's like to be depressed, whether you're like that because you lost a million dollars or I'm like that because my girlfriend left me. Right. And so we get so focused on these details. We just got to remember to continue to hold that space. Like you just said, Brandon, like there are other Brandons out there just like you. Shit, Brandon might just be getting out of college right now. And Brandon back then He knew that he probably didn't want to go into corporate, but they just like, that was the avenue. So maybe that's your pull to it is you're going like, yo, I need to live my life in a way that makes sure that Brandon is not, doesn't necessarily do what I did, but is at least has all the options on the table. So now what you, you focus on, you create like some sort of a meetup for like collegiate marketing, future people, whatever, right. Whatever the name of it be. And you just get a bunch of people together once a month and you just create a space for them to network and to learn what's up and you bring in people you know you bring in an instagram expert you bring in a branding pro. like you just give them the skill sets they need because you legitimately don't want anybody to waste 20 years of their life doing something they don't want to do you don't want that that's the one thing you would like you would like i want people to have the choice the options and so now you just position your brand and you become that person and you're in the podcast it takes care of itself the coaching starts to take care of itself because people are like I want to work with you Brandon I need a mentor how does your coaching program work and you're you're helping people if you can help a college student save themselves years of lost time and money of their life dude that that there's there's almost no value and then if we want to be even scummy about it from a marketing standpoint their parents are probably still paying so like go get that credit card
1: <laughs> what's interesting is i mean there's definitely a lot of people out there that are also trying to figure out like, how do I work on my reputation? How do I step outside of the business? Like, because that's now important. Uh, you've had some experience having to develop a personal brand because your, your personal brand is what people see. They, you are the reputation of your business. How did you, how, what's been successful for you in developing a personal brand? how did you go about it? First of all, I know you've mentioned, written a book, you've started to create your own space to speak, but like,
0: I, yeah. So I, I hacked the system, bro. I truly, truly did. I just hacked authority. And so really, when I first lo- realized what a brand, personal brand was, was not an entrepreneurship. I just took a look at Jay-Z. And I was like, dude, this dude is like, what is this dude got going on? He's got all these things going on. And I remembered, uh, I, I, I can't remember, I'm sure it was Jay-Z that I heard this from. But he said something in an interview, an article. He's like, you got to be the CEO of your own brand. And there's something about that that stuck with me that day. I was like, damn, you got to be the, you're the CEO of your brand. Like, of course, everywhere I go, I'm the CEO of your brand. And you go, well, Marshall, I'm not building a brand. Well, then you're a lazy CEO because it doesn't matter if you don't want to build a brand, you are still being perceived and positioned and cataloged in people's minds, regardless if you want to or not. And so what I realized is I was like, well, how did Jay-Z build a brand? It's just positioning. He just positioned himself and people's minds correctly. And he's been able to leverage that for sales and impact. And so I started looking at myself and what I'm good at. And I was like, well, man, how can I turn myself into a business? How can I leverage my skill sets? And what is it that I need to do? And so the first thing I did is I go, okay, well, what are the principles of success? And what I realized is that your circle of influence is important. They say that you're like the sum of the people you hang out with, the five closest people to you, right? And so I was like, well, I need to level up my people around me. And so I thought about that, but I don't really hang out with that many people in real life. Like I got a lot of things going on, I'm building my business. But what I do is I do spend a lot of time online. And so the biggest impact for me is when I first, I cleaned up my digital space. And so what I mean, guys, is that a lot of times people don't want to post on this little phone because, oh, well, what if so-and-so sees it? And what if so-and-so says something about it? Guess what? This right here, this, this space, That is your own personal space. That's just as much your personal space as my personal bubble is. And I don't want a bunch of bull crap inside of my personal bubble. If you give me the heebie-jeebies, if you stink, if I don't like you, I'm not gonna play the game with you. I could play the game with you from over there, but not in my personal bubble. And this cell phone is no different than your, this is your personal bubble. And so what I mean by that is, you don't have to see anything on this screen that you don't want to. So if you want to have less crap in your life and less fear, start getting rid of all the things on here that don't serve you. If you go through my timeline on any of my on any of my platforms, it's all things, it's all people going, heck yeah, man, I started my business. Oh, I failed, but this is what I'm doing. Like it's a bunch of people like me who can either add value to my life or I can add value to their life. And so what I did is I cleaned up my digital network. I got rid of everybody that did this is my business. My social media is my digital storefront. And just like you wouldn't let people hang up political memes and post sports, the sport, hang the sports news page on the front of your store. And you wouldn't let your family argue out in front of you'd be like, get out of here. You guys I'm running the business. You guys can do whatever you want with your personal brand. But with social media these days it's speaking to an audience, whether you realize it or not. And I just realized to take control over it. And the way that I did that was I just got clear on what I wanted to create in this world. I used this social media platforms to get rid of all the people I didn't want. And I filled it with a bunch of people who I did want. And I just started to be me inside of that network of people, of people who were like me and the rest took care of itself because I have a system, which is the top of the system that I accidentally discovered before I branded it and packaged it was I just used social media to get people to think that I was some sort of an authority. I made content every day that was relevant. The caveat is is that I'm actually working on mastering my craft every day. I'm working on becoming the best every day. And so since I do that, I never run out of stuff to talk about. I never run out of stuff to talk about because I'm always learning and growing because I'm obsessed with it. And so I just document that online. And then when people reach out, I help them. And they go, wow, this guy must be some sort of authority. And I didn't do anything besides position myself top of mind leveraging an omnipresence with free tools because I removed the limitations that created the fear that stopped me from taking the action. It's so simple, but so few of us do it. So if you guys want to know how to launch a personal brand today, just start cutting out everybody. I do the birthday method. I check whose birthday it is every single day. And if I don't know you and you don't add value to you, I X you. Happy birthday. Peace out.
1: That's definitely different, I, but it was, was something that was in there that kind of stuck out to me is, I, you know, I want to make this applicable to everybody, but for example, for the students, you know, when, you, when I got out of college, it was like the resume is what matters, you know, or even in a corporate environment, the resume is what matters. And then now that's not the case because the people that are looking at the resumes are looking for so much more. And it's like education and experience is commoditized at this point. Like everyone can be equal. And so you need to find a new way to be relevant, new way to stand out. I think what scares people about doing that is they're like, well, you know, I don't, I'm not comfortable with social media or I, uh, I know I have to create content for my business, but that sounds like a lot of work. I don't know how to do that. And I think those words, because I think language is important, I think those words mess people up because it doesn't have to be that you're using social media and posting every day. It doesn't have to be that you are, uh, what's the word that you are building this uh, kind of engine that creates content. I think at the end of the day, if you start with the idea that when people look for you, what do they find and how are you putting your perspective into the world? You know, if it's, you want to do this thing, you want to sell this thing, whatever that is and why your business is different and important. Now you have to find a way to tell people that in different ways. So, you know, whether it's writing blogs and posting them in places people can find them, storytelling, yeah. Or doing it on your LinkedIn or whatever, you can find places you're comfortable doing that. If you do use social media, great. That's a place where a lot of communities are, are living. But at the end of the day, it's about starting with the concept that you have to find a voice and put it somewhere that people can find it so that they, if you're speaking and no one hears you and they're hearing everything else that they can find, you missed someone's ear. You've missed the point.
0: It's not like about like even like creating daily content, but like if you don't have to go to a job anymore and literally all you have to do is promote yourself for maybe a total of 30 minutes combined a day, and you're like, that's work, then I'm like, you're not serious about your mission. Because if you are truly serious about your mission, like I should have to pull you out of the middle of the street to get you from stop talking about it. And so I, I, I always challenge that I, ideology from people. Like I work with a lot of my clients. A lot of my clients are coming from a corporate world right they're like marshall i want to speak and like, this is the, so this is the thing and i get this and so the reason i'm pushing back now is because if, if there's somebody that's like corporate that's listening i agree with what you're saying but also like it's one or the other either you stay doing what you're doing working for somebody else or you use the tools that are available if i was like yo i'm going to give you a spot on nbc locally right here at channel seven a monday through friday every morning from nine to ten you just have to come up with something brandon or anybody, you would, because it's TV, but people don't respect what's free, which is why so few people take advantage of social media. Oh, that's hard. People go, How do you create content every day, Marshall? I go, I don't know. How do you get up and go to work every day, bro? Like, I couldn't do that. And so it's not even about that. What, I do video, but Brandon is right. It's, it's what is it that you want out of your life? I'm not saying that you have to be a video creator or that you have to create content every day, but the reality of them is, is that what Brandon said with people come and look for you. They better find that you're leveraging video, audio, or written, or you will be irrelevant. Then, listen, we're all the same. Everybody, even the people listening right now, if you go to look for a speaking co- a speaker, and you go to my page and you see all of my stuff, and you go to somebody else who might even be a better speaker, but it's an old like WordPress page that barely functions. It's like one of the first ones. Like, it's like you can clear. It's not mobile optimized. Like, it doesn't matter. You will never. Click back on that guy's page. You'll never go back to his page again. You will not want anything to do with his business. And he might be on a mission to, uh, you know, uh, rescue kids from sex trafficking with international working parts. Who knows, right? And he might have a message that needs to be heard. But because he positioned it in his mind that this was work or that who thinks what I have to say is valuable and I'm going to play small right now, nobody gets helped. And then the guys like me who are, might not be the best, right, they keep winning. I, I'm the best at what I do. But so that's just like, I just that little pushback and challenge of like, listen, you guys, we live basically dirt, It's an industrial revolution right now. And I do not know how much longer it'll be like this. Maybe they'll start charging for internet. Who knows? Maybe everything will move to 5g and I'll have to give up my phone because I don't want my insights to cook. And maybe I won't be able to use this anymore. Like literally, because I'm not going to use this if I have to use 5g, like, you know what I mean? And so it's going to be very interesting all these different concepts. And so, what I think that people need to look at is again, ask themselves, what is it they're trying to create in the world? Money is a byproduct of helping people. If having a business is created to make money, so what you do, right, you need to, we need to focus on what is that message that we're trying to create. People are like, oh, well, I don't have this big message, Marcel. Like, I, I just want to be quiet. And like, That's fine. That's fine. And then, I, I, okay, I'll give you that. Maybe you don't want to be on social media at all. Perfect. then you should still get clear on surrounding yourself with only people that you want to be surrounded with. And if you're working at a job that doesn't do that, then I'm still going to challenge you to get to figure out what is that voice, whether it's having a free event, walking around a college campus and handing out flyers. Like Most people just don't want to do the work and they don't want to do the work only because they don't know how to do it. People do work they don't want to do every day, but they know how to do it. So they do it. The fear is like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work because I don't know how to do it. Just learn how to do it and, and, and it'll be fine.
1: Take action, right? Yeah, completely on the same page. And if you, know, if you want to have an impact and do something that affects someone, if that person can't find you, if he, that person that could use the exact thing that you have to give doesn't know you exist and they have no way of ever finding you and finding you as that person that can give that to them, then what's the point? You've missed, you've missed the point entirely. You're missing the connection of solving that problem and being that person for them. So if you have something to give, how are you going to, how are you going to get it out there if you don't have a a brand in some way, shape or form? And yeah, I agree. It has to, you can choose your platform if it's voice or audio or written, how are you getting what's inside of you out and lean into that and make that, if that's your thing. And even if it's an in-person thing, if you're like, I don't do any of those things, well, okay, well then you better get feet on the ground out there meeting people, as many people as possible, one at a time. And that, that's your, your method.
0: It's true too. And I'm telling you guys, once you start living in, in purpose, like once you start, once that w- first person reaches out to you and goes, oh man, if you hadn't done that podcast today, Brandon, that's what it's all, it's all worth it. And you, you start to strive to find how to string more of those together. And then what happens is the more of you, those you string together, money starts to come in. And all of a sudden you're like, you start making a lot of money and you realize, holy crap, I'm making a lot of money to help all the people that I want to help. And all I had to do first was trust in the process and literally just just go do it. Just go help. Brand free of money, start a mission. The reason that we wear the little pink ribbons and yellow ribbons is because people love to get behind a mission. So what is your mission in life? And how can you go out and be evangelical about that mission because you don't want anybody else to feel that pain that you used to feel. And if you do that, I don't care how you do that or what scale you do that, but when you start living your life like that, your business will take off and money will be an unre- uh, undeniable byproduct of that kind of value that you create, that kind of energy.
1: Now, since the show is called Brands on Brands on Brands, I do want to ask the, the question that I ask all the guests, which is, do you believe branding or selling is more important long-term for a business and why?
0: Uh, branding, 100%. Like Selling is dead nobody's being sold anything anymore, right? People are buying. The consumer is in full and complete control. So if you're still selling, guys like Brandon and I are going to beat you because we're building brands. And so you go, okay, Marshall, that's not clear. What does that mean? I say, okay, well, what kind of toothpaste do you use? You say, well, Marshall, I use Colgate. Why? Because I use Colgate. That's, the, that's what we use. My, my mom used Colgate. My grandpa used Colgate. Cool. When you go into the grocery store, is there a Colgate spokesperson and a Crest spokesperson and a a sense of dying. So, like, are there salespeople there that are trying to sell you the toothpaste? Hey, buy this! But no, because what they're doing is they're selling you on a brand. The brand pre-sells your service or product. Same thing with Apple. Branding is a is it's a pre it sells you. So there's no there doesn't need to be a sell because when my brand speaks loud enough, I, I I'm oh I overcome the people who are just trying to sell you one off. And that's how I think of branding versus selling. And so people go, well, Marshall, I need to make money in the beginning. You're right. I was very fortunate because I was a bartender. So I had, I only worked like 30 hours a week to make like four or five grand cash. And I had all those other days to figure myself out. But the reality of it is, is that regardless, you're going to have to push one way or the other. And so if you go, well, Marshall, I can't build a brand because I need to make money first. Well, then I would suggest that you keep working your job. And instead of going to sleep early, you stay up late and you work on your business. Because what's going to happen is, If you can wait as long as possible to monetize your brand, you're going to end up making a lot more money a lot quicker. And I know that sounds crazy, but once people know you like you and trust you, you don't have to sell anymore, but it takes a ramping up process to get going. So when I think of, like I said, branding versus selling, of course you guys, like this is me being a little polarizing selling is the most important thing in entrepreneurship, but selling is not selling like it used to be. And I, I don't, I'm trying to replace the word selling with branding because it's, it's one and the same guys like me, I hated selling. So I, I accidentally built a brand before I knew anything about it because it was my roundabout way of getting money without having to sell. I just created a bunch of content every day. So I didn't have to sell. I just became the host of my life. Hey, what's going on everybody. Marshall live. I'm hosting and documenting my life. This is my brand. This is what I'm doing. And then by the way, my clients are crushing it in my speaking program. If you guys want to know more about like that old thing, just let me know. But I'm out here in Thailand. Like that's the whole thing. That's what that brand allows me to do. It allows me to just go live my life, document and help the people that I want to help be fully in control of it. And then just that, that, oh, that little old thing over there that's making a bunch of people money, top paid speaker. Yeah. I mean, I can show you a little bit more about that if you want. And people are intrigued because that's how branding works. And so, yeah, that's my branding versus sales thing. I would say,
1: perfect, man. And as we're you know wrapping up towards the end here, I mean, before we get into some of the, the quick hitter questions, I wanted to ask you. Do have I know you have some new things on the horizon here? Do you want to talk about that a little bit? You know, it's just um,
0: I'm going through a very spiritual awakening in my life, and I'm not. I've never been a very spiritual guy, and so I'm on this very exploratory journey of just what it is I'm trying to create in the world. I really truly believe that we can design our ideal life, like design it. And so for those of you who don't know too much about me, uh, two and a half years ago, I was just a bartender in San Diego, trying to make my dreams come true, super fed up with not being a public speaker. And so I literally walked outside I was like, enough is enough. I went live on my phone. I said, my name is Marshall Gillen. This is my journey to becoming a highly paid public speaker. I don't know if it'll work. I might fall flat on my face. I don't think I will, but I welcome you to join me as I go from broke to rich from nothing to something. I'm going to show you guys exactly what it takes day by day to become whatever you want. Because in 2017, I'm on a mission to uh, prove that you can chase your dreams using social media and the mobile phone. Like That was my mission. right? I made that happen. And so I've always been about, listen, I'm going to show, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And I want you guys to watch me do it because I want to remove all the excuses and all the questions on how to do it. And that's literally what I did with my top paid speaking brand. In two years, I built this multi six figure business from scratch. I've never done anything. I don't know anything about business. I just knew that this was perfect. And so now as I'm having a spiritual awakening, I'm realizing, wait a second, if I can do that with speaking, what else is there? And I'm starting to understand that we—I've created this whole new brand designed by divinity, and I'm really starting to believe that our creator designed us perfectly. And so that's how whatever your whatever your interpretation of this human experience is is fully up to you. And so just like before, I'm literally I'm documenting everything daily on YouTube. I'm I've I'm, moved over to YouTube, and I'm like I'm going to prove to you guys that you can create anything you want in this world. And it all stemmed from me thinking I was dying of cancer in the beginning of the year, which you were there for the uh, kind of the culmination of this whole entire thing that I went through. I've documented the entire story from finding all the lumps on my body to where I'm at today uh, on YouTube. So if there's anything new I'm moving into, it's literally, I'm just, I'm, I'm moving away from the limitations of entrepreneurship and speaking and teaching people to make money. And I really want to help people tap into an energy and an understanding of themselves that they didn't even know was possible, and I'm uh, I'm finding we're doing a lot of that through retreats. So we have, we have a retreat coming up that's going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, man, just just I'm going to start a podcast, and uh, I'm going to podcast my way around the world. I'm going to do stand up comedy, which is crazy, and uh, I'm going to do retreats. So uh, if you guys can find me uh, doing stand up comedy, that's like my number one thing now. So I've wanted to do that my entire life but I've always been too scared to do it. And so I spent all the last, you know, seven years of my entrepreneurship telling people, go chase your dreams, except I've never, ever, ever truly chased my dreams. So I'll be documenting that uh, over on YouTube and uh, I'm incredibly scared. So that's how I know it's right.
1: Well, you started with making people cry and you'll have to learn how to make them laugh too.
0: I know, but I think it's one of the same, right? Don't they say comedy is a tragedy or something like this? Right. Perfect. (laughs) It's designed to perfect, I'm telling you.
1: (laughs) Awesome, brother. Well, here's, here's a couple of quicker questions. If you still have a couple of minutes to kind of finish us, us off today, of course, man. First, thing I want to know is more specifically about you and your business. If you got a testimonial today from someone that's worked with you, what would you want them to say?
0: You know what? I'm very humbled and grateful because I get testimonials literally every single day, and I just got another one this morning. And um, what they said was exactly what I'd want somebody to say. And uh, Lana and Miguel, they're just probably my... They're so amazing. And they just said that um, I've been able to uncover basically and unlock an aspect of their life that they didn't even know uh, was possible. They said that they hired me for speaking and coaching, but it became so much more than that. right? And so it really ties back into what you asked me, like, what's that number one take what people get from me? It's that I create that transformation in them. I'm very intentional about wanting to do that. So I want people to say that what they said today is exactly what I want people to say is because that's how I'm intentionally showing up in my life and in my business is to create transformation.
1: And quick hitter, what brand are you obsessed with right now?
0: Well, I guess a brand that I'm obsessed with, like I think of like traditional brands, like I only wear Nikes. I don't mess with anything that's not Nike. That's just like Nike is my brand. And I like Apple. Like I love my Apple products. I love Apple music a bird. Oh, okay. We'll do that. You know what? I don't F with anybody else but bird scooters. There's, there's like eight or nine different companies out here in San Diego. I, I will not hop on anything. That's not a bird. I'm all bird Charmin toilet paper. I don't wipe with anything, but Charmin Shannon knows that like, uh, yeah, things like this.
1: That's awesome.
0: Oh, Oh, and Oh, Nope. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Everybody alkaline 88 I've been, I've been obsessed with this brand as well. I've been all about drinking alkaline water. And so I've been making these funny little like uh, impromptu commercials and just trying to get these guys to sponsor me.
1: Yeah, I, knew you're, I know you do these things every day. So I was like, there's got to be a list for this guy.
0: <laughs> alkaline 88, Marshall Light drinks it even when he's working. And so I've just been making silly, funny things like that, and tagging him over and over and over until hopefully somebody gets annoyed, and it's like we got to get this guy sponsored by our water.
1: That's awesome, brother. Uh, what brands do you trust?
0: You know, I trust um, Progressive. I don't know. How, I don't know how this goes. I trust Progressive. They were. They've always been amazing. I trust. Like I said, I just. The brands that I like and I trust, the ones that I keep going back to. I love Nike products. Like I love Apple. All those things that I keep going back to, they they come because I always know what to expect. And I think that's really what people need to understand about a good brand. It's not always necessarily what the packaging looks like. It's how do you make me feel every time I use you. And every time I use them, I feel either amazing or I feel convenient. like convenience was served. And that's what I'm after.
1: All right, brother, man. Well, where is the best place for people to find you online? Where are you active on social?
0: YouTube. Go find me on Marshall TV. Go check out my brand new show. It's, a, it's an original docu-series called The Human Design Project. And you guys are going to see me there. I was calling people out on my last episode. I was on a little bit of a rant. Uh, the one before that, I was crying. So you never know what you're going to get. But uh, come follow me as uh, I, I go through this journey. And uh, yeah, I'd love to follow you. See you on Marshall Live or Marshall TV.
1: Uh, again, man, thanks for your time today. Of course, dude. I don't know what that was supposed to be
0: about, but that was fun. Thanks for having me on. Like, it was really, really crazy. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Uh, anytime, man. I'll uh, I'll have to get you back for a return episode sometime. But thank you for the time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to BrandonBrands.com for more resources as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit BrandonBrands.com.